Good morning, everyone. I hope you have a wonderful day. We continue. We left off track at Yuma, the fifth chapter, page 57a. The mother says, on the, on the, fourth, the fourth line from the top, we learn that just like the, uh, you, you sprinkle the blood in the Holy of Holies, so too you sprinkle the blood in the Holies. <coughs> so you sprinkled one. Now, the sprinkling of the blood of the bull in the Holy of Holies, it's only one, first one, and then seven. You learn that from the blood of the goat. Mm-hmm. So we have a rule, something you learn from a hekish, you can't go and teach it again. You can't learn it a second time. So how do you learn from there that the same thing is when you sprinkle the blood outside of the Holy of Holies and when you're standing in the Holy in the main sanctuary and you're sprinkling it facing the curtain so how do you learn from there from the Holy of Holies when the Holy of Holies itself you only learn from a heckish or something else it doesn't say clearly that the blood of the bull you sprinkle one and then seven it's something you learn from the from the from uh, from the goat, the blood of the goat. So how can you then go and learn from there to the blood of the bull in the sanctuary? Ella, the mother says, "Hi, amen." No, it's written clearly. It says clearly that you sprinkle the blood of the bull. It's not a regular hekish. It's called Heimen and Dover Acher. The idea of the sprinkling that is clearly in the Torah. All we're learning from the bull, from the goat, we learn the number, the amount of sprinkling. So he calls it um, So since essentially it's written in the Torah, it's just the amount. How many? That's what you learn. So therefore, you could learn from it. You could learn in the, in the main, the sprinkling in the main sanctuary from the Holy of Holies. <coughs> no, it was both by the bull and both by the goat. It says above and below. I'm a little confused where we are here. Fifty-seven A. Yeah. It says both below and below. But the answer is, both of them says below. All we learn from each other is the number, the proper sequence. That one on top and seven below. <clears throat> so when something else just helps it out, it's not you learning everything from a hackish. When do we say that something you learn from a hackish, you can't continue to learn from a hackish. It's only if it's the entire thing you learn from a hackish, the fact that it's next to each other. But here, essentially, each one stands in its own right. You're just learning some details. 
defining, clarifying the details. How many above, how many below, how many yeah, sprinkled, yeah. And throwing up, and then the blood lands on the floor, and how many you face downward and, 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 and sprinkle to the floor. So that that's what you learn uh, that's what you learn from each other. So that that type of thing you could learn you could learn the uh, hekish, another hekish. Okay, there is such an opinion that holds, and in this case, it's not considered like a, a full-fledged hekish. There's another person who says that even such an example is also a hekish, and you can't go and learn from this to something else. So how do we learn <coughs> the sequence of the sprinkling in this main sanctuary from the sequence of the sprinkling in the Holy of Holies? When there he also learned it from the Hekish, doesn't say explicitly. And the Gemara, the answer is Mekemis of the Gamli Me'adadi. It's not a Hekish you learn from another Hekish. Because in the first Hekish it says you should do to the blood of the goat, like you did to the blood of the bull. In the second hekish, he's not comparing. He's not comparing the two animals. He's just. He's just comparing the places. Whatever you did in this place in the holy of holies, also do in the main sanctuary. Saying the Hekish is not not comparative. In the first Hekish we learn, in the Holy of Holies we're learning the bull from the goat. But here we're learning the holy the main sanctuary from the Holy of Holies. So it's not it's not the same type of Hekish. Therefore here you could learn one from the other. Another answer. Another answer he gives. Another answer he gives that the sprinkling of the blood in the main sanctuary we learn from the sprinkling of the blood in the Holy of Holies. says because he has to learn everything. The Torah says you should do in the main sanctuary everything you did in the Holy of Holies. So since I need the Pasuk, the Pasuk is telling me that I compare the main sanctuary and the Holy of Holies, I learn, I, I compare everything. In this case, I compare everything, even things that you learn in the Holy of Holies from the Hekish. It doesn't say explicitly, but you learn it from the juxtaposition, from the bull and the goat. Fine. If you didn't have to, if you didn't need a verse, if you didn't have a verse telling you, you should do in the outside, like in the inside, the main sanctuary, the holy holy, you just wanted to learn. All you had to learn was just the order, and you can argue something you learn from a hekish, you can go ahead and learn another hekish. Mm-hmm. But here, without the Pasuk, I wouldn't even know anything about the outside, the main sanctuary, outside of the Holy of Holies. So since the Torah is telling me you should do exactly what you do in the Holy of Holies, 
and that from there I learn. So therefore, I learn everything. I include everything that I learned from the Holy of Holies, including the sequence of one up above and seven below. <coughs> Can I get you some water? Thank you. Appreciate it. we learn in the mazal when he sprinkles, he doesn't sprinkle on, he doesn't make the curtain wet, bloody. It's op- opposite the parechas, you know, parallel to the parechas, in front of the parechas, but not touching, not that the blood actually touches, the touches, touches the curtain. Rabbi Lazar, Rabbi Yasi, Rabbi Lazar, so Rabbi Yasi says, I need you see a bit of me, I saw in the rain me, boy, come and tip it down, I saw the curtain which was taken by the Romans when they conquered and destroyed the temple and they brought the curtain to Rome underneath the Vatican of all the treasures of the temple and I saw it was blood on it from the blood of the bull and the goat of Yom Kippur wow. how do you know? how did he know? how did Rabbi Lazar Yassi know that was the blood of the Yom Kippur? maybe it's the it's from the blood the bull of the uh, when the when the Jewish Supreme Court made an erroneous ruling and the Jew, majority of the Jewish people followed they had to bring an atonement the bull and if it was an erroneous uh, guidance in relation to idolatry then they had to bring a bull offering as a, as a burnt offering and a, and a goat as a uh, as a as a as a sin offering, so maybe and that blood also had to be sprinkled in front of the curtain. So maybe it was from there. he saw in Caesar's treasury. He noticed several captured vessels. Yeah. When did when did he go? When did they show him the treasures of Rome? So actually, close to Gemara Mila was the story of he cured the daughter of the king, the princess. Yeah. That her shade entered into her body, and she became like a demon, and she became like crazy, mad, and no one could cure her. And the shade came to Lazarus and told him, "When you come, say my name, but do something, and I'll I'll leave her body." And the king was so grateful because they sent him to Rome to nullify a decree against the Jewish people. He says, "Whatever you want, go into the go into the treasure, my treasury, and take whatever you want." So while he was there, he saw the curtain. But what did he ask for? He asked for this decree against the Jewish people, and he took it and he tore it up. Hmm. Wow! But what do we? How did he know it was Yom Kippur? Because Yom Kippur had to be done because Sidron. One above, one above, and like in row, one higher, and then like eight in, in a row. So he knew that, that was Yom Kippur. So this was only with the Yom Kippur sprinkling, not with the Parhel and Davishal Tzibur, like we learned. Not now, we also learned that Parhel and Davishal Tzibur kei gavnes. So Mazalei Negim Pereches, they didn't, they didn't touch the curtain. Nogu, Nogu, if it touched, it touched. It doesn't disqualify the sprinkling. I saw in Rome when I was in the temple, tre- in the in the treasury. 
in the king's and emperor's treasury. How do you know it was that? Maybe it was from the bull and the goat of Yom Kippur. He says, the Chazini, I saw David Shalaikasid. It was not done. It was not done in, in, the, in order, like one after the other. So he saw two types of sprinklings, both sprinklings he saw. In other words, even though it doesn't have to touch the curtain, but many times it did touch the curtain. You know, the Kayan wasn't always, it didn't have good aim. <laughs> you know, so sometimes it did end up in the curtain, and he was able to see the impression of the blood on the curtain. Of both bloods, the bull and the goat of the Kippur, and from the erroneous ruling of the Besdin, the atonement sacrificed the blood. Huh? Uh, I mean, the Parechas, oh, more than one Parechas. I mean, where would they get it from? They got it from the Parechas that was there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. Uh, this whole difference of one above and seven below, that doesn't exist by the, by the, when the high pre, when the Jewish Supreme Court makes an erroneous rule. This guy goes into the forest. Yes. No, I'm sorry. You might ask. This arvale The dumbin. What if you mix? This arvale dumbin. You mix the blood of the bull was mixed with the blood of the goat. What do you do? Rabbi Rabbi says, Nathan Achas l'mayl of Sheva l'mayl. Sprinkle one above and seven below. And you have both bloods. So I did both of them. In that one sprinkling, I sprinkled both bloods. The blood of the bull and the blood of the goat. Hmm. They repeated this rubbish rule. It said, Rabbi Yirmiya was in the land of Israel. He said, Babloi, the Babylonians, Tipshoi. They're fools. They live in a dark land. They live in Iraq. A dark land. How can, how can they come up with something so foolish? <laughs> so they said, a sugya which is dark. It's a dark. Uh, <laughs> why? What's the problem with his ruling? Because then, the one above, the sprinkling above, he's giving before the seven below of the bull. Only when he's done atoning inside. First, you have to finish, completely finish. With the blood of the bull, only then do you begin with the blood of the goat. Here, you already the seven above, the one above. You already did the did the did the goat before you finished the seven below the bull. First, you sprinkle one above and seven below, and you have a mind. This is for the bull. And then you go ahead and sprinkle again. You sprinkle again and you have a mind for the gold. 
Then the Gemara continues. This What if he mixed blood and blood with the other gifts? After he after he sprinkled one above and seven below, the gifts that you have to pour on the shmir and pour on the on the inner altar. So they they became mixed together. The two bloods were mixed. I'm sorry. Question was first he sprinkled above one time for the bull, and then before he had a chance to sprinkle the seven below, the blood of the bull and the blood of the goat were mixed. So that Papa wanted to say when he was teaching, learning in front of Rabbi, maybe let us say what you should do is sprinkle seven below in the name of the bull, also for the name of the goat. And the sprinkling works here and there. And then, and then, okay, you're missing one for the goat, so then sprinkle one above for the goat, and you're done. said, responded to In the previous case, when I said, in the previous case, when I said that you can mix the two, when you mix the two, you just sprinkle for both, once for both. If they called us fools, they called me a fool for <laughs> suggesting that. Now they're going to call me Tipshoi, did Tipshoi, fool of a fool. What you're suggesting makes it even more foolish. They come a Gamrin We learned them that we taught them the halacha, the previous halacha. They didn't learn it. He explains what do you mean. Here within the goat itself, you first you're giving the seven the below and then the one above. It makes absolutely no sense. At least that has to be in sequence, the proper sequence. He says like it says. First you finish, you finish with toning, and then you go. No, there's an order. There's a sequence. How are you supposed to do it? Hello, we continue in side B, 57B. Hello, Marava, Rava says, rather, Rava says, Nation Shavel, Amato, Lashem Par. First, you put, after you mixed it, you, you pour, even he, Rava agrees here in this case. Raviria, that you, the seven, you, you sprinkle below and you have a minus for the sake of the bull. Then he goes ahead and sprinkles one above a shovel and mat seven below the shame. Sorry, for the sake of the ghost. Okay, now the Gemara asks, what if the two cups, one cup he received the blood of the bull, the other cup he received the blood of the ghost, and he mixed the two? So what do you do? No, I'm sorry. Oh, he doesn't know which one which one is the blood of the bull. The cups got mixed up, not the blood got mixed up. He doesn't know which cup is which. 
Dyson, so what he does is Dyson. He takes one cup and sprinkles one above and seven below. Then he takes the other cup and sprinkles one above and seven below. And then Dyson, and then he takes the the first cup again and he sprinkles again one above and seven below. Altogether, Shleshapam, three times. Now, whatever happened, he's okay. Because he did all, he did one cup twice and one cup once. So if the first cup he did was the blood of the bull, perfect, that's the right order. The next cup is the cup of the goat, perfect. Even if it's got it wrong, if the first cup was really actually the blood of the goat, you're not allowed to sprinkle the blood of the goat first. First it must be okay, so that doesn't count. Then when he took the next cup, that's the cup of the bull, so that's he starting then. Then he went back to the first cup, which is the cup of the, the, the blood of the goat, and then he sprinkled it, so he, got, he, had, he had it down pat, so now he's doing, you're certain that he got it right. Hmm. Okay. Another question is, mixes dumb in this arvalay, mixes dumb in this arvalay. A little of the blood fell, poured from one into the other. Into, there was a third vessel and a little of the blood of the bull and a little of the blood of the goat poured out into this third vessel. So what should you do? So pshit, it's obvious ki when he sprinkles sprinkle from the one, two that you know for certain. One is the bull and one is the goat. Don't sprinkle from the third one which is a mixture. Mm-hmm. Do we count the third cup, which is a mixture poured a little from the bull and from the goat cup? Mm-hmm. Do we do we look, view it as a, as a leftover, and we have to pour it out on the foundation of the altar, the outer altar? Perhaps the chuyin have it; they're pushed off, they're pushed away. Since you're not worthy of sprinkling it, and therefore you just pour it out into the. Remember, there was a little canal running running in the temple. Right. So any blood that's pushed off from being used in the altar, you just pour it out there, like a drain. Pour it out into the drain. Even according to the opinion, we're going to learn soon that holds that if you received the blood in, in a few cups, mm-hmm. and at the end you only sprinkle on the altar from one cup. So he holds, even according to the opinion, that holds that all the other cups are considered leftovers and you have to pour it out on the foundation of the outer wall. Honey, that's only in the case because theoretically he could have sprinkled from any of those cups. He just distributed the blood in a few cups. He could have used any of them to sprinkle. So even if he only ends up using one, the others are considered leftover and he has to pour it out on the altar. High in our case, we have the cup of the bull, the blood of the bull, the cup of the blood of the goat, and then both of these, some of them spilled out into a third cup and got mixed there. I can't use that third cup because it's not worthy, because it's not the bull, it's not the goat. I'm not sure which one it is, it's a mixture. And I have in front of me 
certain, the blood that's certainly all exclusively from the bone, the blood that's exclusively certainly from the goat. So of course I have to use that and not the other. So since it's not ready to be used, so therefore maybe I can just spill it out in the drain. It's not considered leftovers. Right. Even according to being that holds, that when you distribute the blood in a few cups and you only use one cup to sprinkle, the other cups, the blood in the other cups is not considered leftover. You just pour it in the drain. But here is different. That's only the you pushed it off with your hands. There, you yourself, you poured it out and you distributed it in many cups, and you're pushing away the other cups. I'm not using the other cups, I'm only going to use this cup. So if you push it away with your own hand, therefore you can pour it in the drain. In other words, it's not considered leftover. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Here, you didn't push it off with the hand. It wasn't, it wasn't something you, you just, the blood mixed. The blood mixed from cups that you did receive with your head. Hmm. You didn't push it off. It's just, it's just. I can't, I can't use it. But not, not because of something that I did. It just, it spilled out. Some of this blood spilled out, some of that blood spilled out, and they got mixed together. I never pushed that. Maybe in this case, it is considered leftover. Tani will learn the Braise to prove his point. He brings a Braise. Tani will learn the Braise. It says in the verse that the Koyan takes from his blood in his finger and, and smears it on the corner of the altar. And the leftover he pours out on the foundation of the outer altar. But later on the Pasuk says, it says, all the blood you should spill. Here it says you should spill some of the blood. And here it says all of the blood. Mm-hmm. So Minayin, how do we know lechatos akibul dama barbekais? How do we know that a chatos, a sin offering, you receive the blood in four separate cups? Nos mizeachas mizeachas, and you used each cup to, to smear, dip your finger in, and to smear another corner of the altar. So how do we know shekul nishpachni said you have to pour the leftovers, all of them, you have to pour the leftovers on the foundation? it says was called All its blood you should pour. That all the blood you should pour. I would think I feel You would think that even if you took all four, you dipped your finger again and again from the same cup. You accepted it in four cups, but you only use one cup to dip your finger. So you would think that also the leftover, the other three cups that you never used, you also have to pour on the foundation of the outer altar. It says, not all of its blood, just its blood. Who nishprachli said only its blood, the blood that you use, the cup that you use, all the leftover in the cup you have to pour out. The other three cups, 
you just pour into the drain. Down the drain, right? Down the drain. So that's why the Papa is arguing, and is arguing that the Papa says no. So therefore, in our case, second verse says, in our case, um, since you're using the blood came from both cups, both cups that you're using, the blood of the bull, therefore you should have to pour out the leftovers on the foundation. Okay. You received in four cups and us No, that's the argument that he said earlier. Whether it's considered leftovers or not, he holds it is considered leftovers. If you receive the blood of the sin offering in four separate cups, and you only use one of the cups. To dip your finger in and to smear on all four sides of the altar, the other three cups you never even touch, you never even use. How do we know your altar? It's all considered leftover, and you have to pour it out on the altar, the foundation of the altar. It says, all of the blood. So he's saying it's referring to this case. What's do with the other pasuk? It says only some of its blood. Rav Ashi, Rav Ashi says according to Rav Shimon, that's coming to exclude the muti. It's coming to exclude shirayim shabetaver behem. It's coming to exclude the leftovers on the on the neck of the animal on the neck of the animal. So any blood that's there, that's not considered leftovers. Only the blood that was received into the vessel. Okay, the last piece says the Ira Dama Parotah Tech Dama Sorry. The Mishnah says at the end you mix the two bloods together. Before you put the blood on the on the corners of the inner altar, you would mix the two bloods together. Saying Mother says, Who does our Mishnah follow? It's not in Kimandam or Maharvin Lakranis. Our Mishnah follows the opinion that says we mix the two bloods before you smear it on the corners, the four corners of the inner altar, the altar made of gold. Even when we learn that Behech and Rabbi Enison argue about this. One says, You do mix. One says, No, when it says you take from the blood of the bull, the blood of the goat, it means separately, not that you mix them together. Mm-hmm. It's our mission states clearly, No, you mix it together. This time I'll bring you a proof that Abiyesh is the Marvin. I'll bring you a proof that Abiyesh is the one who says you do mix. Even though it doesn't say mixed together, take from the blood of the bull and the blood of the goat. The Torah doesn't add yachtov together. It just says take from the bull of the bull, take from the bull of the goat. But command the It's as if the Torah said and spelled out, take from the blood of the bull and the blood of the goat together, mix it together. So obviously, Rabbi Yesh is saying that's what the pasuk means. It means you have to mix it together. So Rabbi Yesh is the opinion that you have to mix it before you smear it on the four corners of the inner roll. Mother says no. It's not a proof. We like and say even Rabbi Yenison holds that you have to mix it before. Shiny hacha. Here is different. Let's see achas. I'm sorry, there, what he's referring to, he's referring to a different argument. 
It says, if a person curses his father and his mother, I only know his father and his mother together. How do we know just his father or just the mother? How do we know? It says, because he cursed his mother. That's the opinion of Yeshua. Yenison says, it can mean together, it can mean each one separately. Until the Tatus says Yachtav. But only both together. So we see, according to Rabbi Yeshua, the Tatus would not say, and the Tatus would not repeat, he cursed his mother and his father and his mother. I would say the Pasuk means it means together. Mm-hmm. Even though it doesn't say together, it's as if it says together. So from, from there we understand, same two over here. Even though it doesn't say together, when it says take from the blood of the bull, the blood of the goat, he means take it together. You have to mix it together. But according to Rabbi Yenison, Rabbi Yenison says no. Rabbi Yenison says, Rabbi Yenison disagrees. Rabbi Yenison says, unless it would say together, there's no reason. I wouldn't think it means together. Of course, the Pasuk means whether you curse your mother and your father, both. Both your mother and your father, whether you curse each one of them separately. So, therefore, we hear, according to Rabbi Yenison, Rabbi Yenison is the opinion that holds that when he says, take from the blood of the bull, the blood of the goat, he means separately. <laughs> so, your mother says, no. Really, even could be Rabbi Yenison here holds. That it means mixed together. Mm-hmm. Why? Because here is different than there. It says you should atone. Aaron will atone on the corners once a year. So achas you can learn once, not two, not separately, but once together. Okay, we'll stop over here. Have a wonderful day. <laughs>